Welcome to the Sketchy Sketch Sketch Show podcast. It's open mic night for sketch. We cold read some comedy sketches, then discuss how they were written. Here to keep these goofs going, I'm Harrison. And I'm Amy. In this week's episode, it's another sketch about billionaires' faces, followed by getting down in Duncanon. And then, can we get a topless open casket, please? Then join us for Riffs by Ken and Lauren. And stick around to the end for a fun writing prompt so you can write too. With us on the podcast today, Kenny J, he, him. Lauren Palazzolo, she, her. Ryan W, he, him. Sam W, she, her. Rana Doranellis, she, her. All right, y'all, you ready for to do some goofing? It's season two, episode 11. 11. All right. Yeah, thanks for coming, y'all. Uh, the train conductor has been murdered. <gasps> yes. The Rift train conductor. <laughs> There's a lot yeah. of usual suspects that are missing this evening as well. So, so we've got mm. the next 45 minutes to figure out who among us murdered the Rift conductor. Right off the bat, Julie yeah. and, um, and Tyler are pretty sus. Known for having pretty a feud on the show. Here. So mm-hmm. pretty suspicious. Um... Maybe it was Keely and Tyler. They're not even here. So mm-hmm. I, my money's on Ken. <laughs> I don't know if anyone if you if you get any evidence during the show of who you think murdered the Rift conductor, uh, Mister Conductor is his first name. Uh, let me know. Wait, way to kill the suspense there. You throw me throw me out there right there I'm two not, minutes in. What the hell, man? I'm not a detective. I'm just are saying you, Are you confessing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that wasn't a denial. Kenny, were you saying you did you kill Mr. Conductor? I guess we have 45 minutes to find out. <gasps> Let's see what happens on wow. the rift train. Most people would say no, no, I no, would no, say I would have said yeah. no if you asked me that yeah. question. Okay. <laughs> we'll see if his riff sounds are are like competitive. To the previous Mr. Yeah. Conductor. When we get and, there, we'll make everybody yeah. do it. <laughs> a choo-choo and see, see how it goes. The best. Uh, all right. Yeah, let's get started. Let's do some sketches. Hooray. It's ladies night here. Ladies Three night. wonderful ladies writing <laughs> on our show. I'm so excited. All right. Our first sketch is titled Eyebrows. Written by Lauren Palazzolo. Tom will be played by Harrison Merck. Mark will be played by Ryan W. Jeff Bezos, Tim Cook, and Bill Gates will be played by Kenny J. Priscilla will be played by Amy D. Karen will be played by Rana Doranellis. And Mark's child will be played by Sam Debbie. Interior family room day. Mark Zuckerberg's family and friends are gathered in his living room. Tom, the facilitator, is standing by the window. Here he comes with Bill Gates. Mark and Bill enter the house and walk into the living room. Hi, Mark. I'm Tom, and I've been hired by your friends and family who care very deeply for you to lead this intervention. I don't have a drug, alcohol, or porn problem. No, Mark, you don't. We're here to talk to you about your eyebrows. What? You look like you have no eyebrows. They're the same color as your skin. So? I'm a billionaire. Who cares? Jeff Bezos stands up, walks over to Mark, and puts his hand on his shoulder. I'm a billionaire, and I have eyebrows. They're very important. Mark's wife, Priscilla, is crying as she stands up to speak to Mark, reading off a piece of paper. Hi, Mark. It's me, Priscilla. 
your wife. Yeah, I know who you are. Okay, I'm just, I'm reading from this prepared statement. Your light eyebrows have made it hard for me to (laughs) connect with you on an emotional level. I can't read your facial expressions, and I feel like an emotional prisoner held hostage in an expressionless marriage. You can't tell when I'm smiling I'm happy? Now, Mark, a smile can be many things. And if someone has dead eyes, it's extra confusing. (laughs) We need eyebrows to determine which type of smile it is. Let's do an exercise. Tom brings out a large easel with a paper roll and draws a happy face, but without eyebrows. See this, Mark? This is a vacant smile. This is what you have. Now look what happens when I add eyebrows. Tom draws eyebrows on the happy face. You see, (laughs) eyebrows tell us if the smile is happy, nervous, sinister, etc. What about Bill? He has light eyebrows, too. I wear glasses. My glasses substitute for my eyebrows. Mark kicks the easel over. (laughs) This is stupid. My eyebrows are fine. I don't have a problem. Mark's, (laughs) Mark's mother, Karen, stands up and reads from an iPad. Hi, Mark. It's me, your mother, Karen. Yeah, Mom, I know it's you. Okay, well, we were all told to prepare statements, so I'm just reading from that. Sorry, Bill. Your loss. The surface is better. (laughs) Anyways, I'm here because I love you. When I FaceTimed you the other day, again, sorry, Bill. Bill Gates rolls his eyes. I didn't know how non-existent your eyebrows were, and I feel I failed you as a mother. I know I can't make up for never giving you eyebrow guidance, but I can make up for the future. This is bullshit. Look how far I've come with my natural eyebrows. I'm super successful. (laughs) Tom motions to Mark's child, who also has light eyebrows. Hi, Daddy. It's me, your (laughs) child. Legal name, Mark's child. Yes. Why does everyone think I don't know who they are? Daddy, I need you to be my role model during the most formative years. <laughs> a, child's, a child needs their father to show them how to throw a ball, help them with their homework, and show them how to care for their eyebrows. Please don't let me make the same eyebrow mistakes you have. Oh, God. I see it so clearly now. Mark puts his hands on his hips, takes a big exhale, and begins to quietly sob. So, it's my job today, Mark, to ask you if you're ready to accept help for your eyebrows. I guess I didn't realize how my eyebrows were affecting people. Mark tries to stop crying and wipes tears from his face. Yeah, I think I'm ready. Priscilla gives Mark a hug. Thank you for saying yes. Mark. We have Megan, a makeup artist, here to help. There's a van waiting outside to take you to a place where you can focus 100% of your energy on getting better. Eyebrows. Megan and Mark walk outside and get in the van. Everyone follows them outside to watch. The van drives 100 feet to the other end of the Zuckerberg mansion and stops. Mark Mark and Megan get out and go inside. Speaking of eyebrows, there's a new app on the Apple App Store for... I uh, I have an app in my app store. Okay. 
Let's give them some time. Remember, when you see Mark to be supportive of his new eyebrows. Cut to interior family room day. Mark and Megan return. Mark has Cara Delevingne style eyebrows and his family and friends embrace him. I feel like I took off these foggy glasses and I can see again. I don't think I realized how wonderful and important eyebrows are. Now <laughs> I, I can wake up and smile at my kids, my wife, my investors, and they know it's a happy smile. Today is the first day of the rest of my eyebrow life. Let's talk about that sketch. I don't know. I was looking at a picture of Mark Zuckerberg um, <laughs> like a while ago, and I was just like, dude, this guy's eyebrows like tint or color them in or something. And then I was like, you know. Ladies, we spend a lot of time on eyebrows and we get a lot of like bombardment about, oh, do this for your eyebrows, do that for your eyebrows. And I'm like, the least you could do is just put some fucking tint in your eyebrows. Jesus, like look in the mirror, Mark Zuckerberg. (laughs) (laughs) I was getting really mad about this. And then I was like, I should write a sketch about like his family having an intervention of like for him to get eyebrows. I think every, I don't know, I can't speak for everyone in the world, but like when I first saw this, I was like, yeah, he does have fucking weird eyebrows. <laughs> but I hadn't like thought about that before, really. Uh, I don't know. It's like, it's cool to point out something that everybody's like, yeah. I think you uh, could tell there's something wrong with his face. But then when you yeah. said it was the eyebrows, I was like, oh, that's it. That they're yeah, not right. yeah, they doesn't right. have any eyebrows. Fucking eyebrows. Yes. Uh, Hiding yeah, in I really, sight. So, yeah, just the like the concept is so fucking good. Um I love the like Apple thing with Bill Gates and I'd love to see like one more thing with that. Uh, you know, where someone's like using some like Apple hardware instead. Um, I would love to hear like specifics, mostly, mostly from Mark's mom of like a time in his childhood when he was like smiling and she didn't, she couldn't read it at all. And she was worried. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, You know, like if a family pet died and there was a smile and she was like, I knew you were sad, but it was it was unnerving. I couldn't tell with the eyebrows. Yeah. My only other idea for this is like if the blow is Mark being like, I don't need to prove myself anymore that I can show my emotions on my face. I'm like giving all my money away to charity or whatever. I think this is a joke pitch, but I love to. And this is maybe just my terrible I'd love to hear how his wife is like, not sure if he's ever like had an orgasm. I don't even know how I got pregnant. Cause I've never known if mom or not like, you know, like something like that, where she just like, doesn't know yeah. if he's enjoying what's happening. Yeah. She can't yeah. tell. And if you took it so that, um, Mark started giving away all his money, Maybe the the billionaires can step up and be like, whoa, whoa, you've gone too far with those eyebrows. That's crazy. You don't give away money. Oh, or or it could be like Mark could be like, I'm giving away my money. I don't really need eyebrows for people to understand that I'm a nice person. Yeah. And it's like, no, you still need eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) 
like if there's like a sidebar of them being like like Bill Gates jumping in and they're like, Bill, we'll get to how high your belt is in a minute. They <laughs> <laughs> yeah. feel like really high, like uncomfortably high all the time. And I'd love like the the Tom guy who's like the intervention guy to just be like, Bill, this is Mark's time. We'll get to your belt height. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Uh, you could do the same thing with like the way that Bezos's shoulders basically are just a slope downward. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bezos is like, I send people to space. I've been to space. Okay. Back yeah. off. The thing that kept popping up to me, like the visual in my head when you kept saying um, that like the eyebrows being the same color as the skin was like looking at a mannequin. Right, it just just there's there's no eyebrows. It's just like a white face or a or a beige face or whatever. Maybe that's something you know that his wife could say. Or like she isn't like a I'm store tired of and looking she at a mannequin. Mistakes a, mis- a mannequin for him or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I was I, I was shopping the other day, Mark, and I thought the mannequin was you. But yeah. <laughs> I had a ten minute conversation with him. A ten minute conversation with this mannequin. <laughs> Oh my God, I would watch a sketch that was just three minutes of a woman having like a discussion with a mannequin and then Mark Zuckerberg walks over and she's like, Honey, oh, uh, oh right. <laughs> Where you can focus 100% of your energy on getting better. Eyebrows. Our next sketch today is titled Stripper Shortage with the new writer alert for this show. New writer. Yeah. Written by Sam Debbie. Grandma Francine will be played by Amy D. Brandy will be played by Lauren Palazzolo. And Nick will be played by Kenny J. Exterior, backyard day. Brandy and her grandma Francine are having tea in her grandmother's backyard. Brandy is slender and in her early 20s, and her grandmother is in her early 80s and has white hair and is wearing a frumpy dress. Oh dear, you look exhausted. Have you been getting enough sleep? Um, I am exhausted, but it's not from lack of sleep. Grandma, I have something to tell you. Oh, what is it, dear? You can tell me anything. I, I'm a stripper. Well, dear, that's not the career I would have imagined for you, but whatever makes you happy. Why did you choose stripping? It seemed like a good way to make fast, easy money, but now I feel overwhelmed There are five strip clubs within a mile radius. There are not enough strippers to fill all of them. I'm running myself ragged. Oh, I'm sorry that you feel overwhelmed. Is there anything I can do to help? Do you know anyone that can dance? Well, when I was younger, I was a tap dancer. I entertained the troops in Korea. Let me reach out to some of my friends and see what I can do. Thanks, Grandma. You're the best. Grandma writes four messages on small sheets of paper and rolls them up. She then goes over to four vultures that are skulking around the corner of her yard. She puts the messages in each of their collars. Scabies, rabies, smallpox, anthrax. Go, go, go. Fly as fast as you can. This is an emergency. Wait, are those carrier vultures? Oh, yes. Pigeons are too dirty. How long will it take to get an answer? About a day. Can you just call or email them? Oh, no. Vultures are definitely more reliable, especially when it comes to email. Mm, Okay. 
Well, thanks for everything, Grandma. You always make me feel better. You always save the day. Tear up and try not to worry too much. Help is on the way. Grandma, what kind of tap dancing did you do in Korea? Well, it was a little risque. I definitely kept the troops entertained, if you know what I mean. Do you think you could revive your dance routine for the strip club? I'll see what I can do. Cut to montage various. A monk is praying in a courtyard of an abbey. A vulture swoops down and the monk takes a message from its collar. He reads it, then bows and folds his hands together. A woman is rappelling down a mountain and a vulture lands on a rock above her. She reaches up and grabs the message from the vulture's collar. She gives the vulture the thumbs up and quickly rappels the rest down the rest of the mountain. A pilot is getting ready to board a plane when a vulture descends and drops a message at his feet. The pilot picks up the note and reads it. He salutes the vulture and hurriedly boards the plane. A plumber is replacing a pipe next to a kitchen window. A vulture taps on the window with his beak. The plumber opens the window and takes the note from the vulture. The plumber reads it and starts dancing around the kitchen. Interior, strip club night, Brandy is dancing on stage. Dancing next to her is her grandmother. She is wearing a unitard and tap shoes. She is tap dancing and coyly pulling the strings of her unitard up and down. The crowd is cheering for Grandma Francie. I'll be here all night, fellas. Next to Brandy's grandma is her grandma's plumber, Nick. He is straddling a pole and making sure his plumber's crack is prominently displayed. Hey, ladies. If you want me to lay some pipe, my number is 555-7676. In the strip club down the road, a woman is rappelling down a stripper pole and the pilot is getting ready to land a dance move. The crowd went wild. All five strip clubs are filled with Brandy's grandma's friends and acquaintances. The night was a roaring success. Cut to exterior backyard day. Brandy is lying on a lounge chair. There are three vultures next to her. Scabies. Bring me a beer. Scabies brings her a beer from a nearby cooler in his mouth. He opens it for her. This is the life. Grandma Francine is lying next to her. Work smarter, not harder, honey. Yay. <laughs> yeah, Sam, this is so funny. Let's talk about that. I live in Duncannon and there's like a bazillion strip clubs kind of like right outside. And I was just always drive by and wonder like, how do they have enough strippers to cover all of those strip clubs? <laughs> uh, it's, it would be impossible. And then I, we have vultures. So I wanted to like add the vultures and just kind of write a heartwarming story about strippers basically. So, <laughs> okay. I got a few things to say about this. Uh, first of all, <laughs> Uh, how do they have enough strippers to cover the strip clubs is such a funny sentiment. Like, I want to see that in the sketch. Uh, like, even just grandma's, like, whole response to her telling her she's a stripper being like, oh, around here? I'm not sure. Like, there aren't enough yeah. strippers to. Uh, and then, like, that would help us learn that, uh, Brandy is like the only stripper who's like having to cover all these strip clubs. Um, but the other thing is like, did you say you have vultures? In Duncan, there are lots of vultures. So oh. I wanted to just kind of add them to the story. 
Yeah. Just cool. to make it more done canon. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm down with that. Uh, Vultures are dope. They look crazy. Uh, so I think your game here is like grandma's interesting life. Like grandma has like a nuts solution for everything, but it's great. You know, that feels to me like the, the core of this. So it doesn't really feel like grandma ever like really justifies that part of it. But it does feel like at a certain point we get from Brandy, like grandma, you always save the day. Right. That feels to me like another character planting a justification for grandma. Um, and I would just love to hear that, like, maybe repeated or maybe more times that that's happened. Or I think maybe if like in this in this last one, if we see like the monk or the pilot and then the plumber and there's like some way in which grandma has to like save the day again, or there's even like some someone like telling a story about a time grandma saved the day, or if in like each one of the montage beats, the vultures somehow are like saving the day. You know, if they're like somehow in trouble, the vultures like save them and hand them a note. I think that could like, that could keep that like grandma is a hero beat going. Um, You could even have Brandy say it up at the top. So like, Instead of her coming to her grandma and being like, oh, I'm a stripper, you know, you didn't know this, blah, blah, she, her, it could be something the grandma already knows. And she's like, grandma, I need your help. You always save the day. You always have the best ideas. This is the pickle I'm in. Can you help me? And then you get, mm. it's established that the grandma is like, she's resourceful. I love the line with the plumber, like laying pipe. Like, I think that's. <laughs> the other like if the pilot if there were like other puns or something that you could use for like the other people mm-hmm. in there that really hit and it's the visual of like the crack with that one liner was just right <laughs> i also think it would be funny if like when brandy is like can you just call or email them about the vultures grandma francine is just like Trust the vultures, you know, like trust the process, but like trust the vultures or trust the vulture process. With that, if she's the 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 saver, then it could be the vultures have never failed me. Mm. So, you know, something along yeah. that line, kind of implying that she's used them before. Or or if you're going off that, she's like, the vultures have never failed me. And I constantly have problems with my emails because I sometimes I don't <laughs> type in the address properly and I get the mail demon and I, do, and I don't know. Don't compare these vultures to Spectrum, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> if you just put the vultures on the first page, like if grandma's just tending to vultures when Brandy gets there, then the game is vultures. Okay. The game is grandma has vultures. <laughs> <laughs> And just like use them for everything. And it's like a weird world game, which is a little bit hard to play. You know, it's not like, you know, if the rest of the world accepts that grandma has vultures and she does, then there's like this element of magical realism, which is a little bit, I don't know. It's always hard to make that sustainably funny, but I think that just in a person who uses vultures and it's not explained as, I don't know. I think that's hilarious. Or, or you could even be like, you know, if it if you if you're like trying to justify it grandma's like listen some people have parrots i have vultures okay (laughs) yeah some people have a car i have vultures (laughs) i entertained the troops in korea 
let me reach out to some of my friends and see what I can do. Our final sketch today is titled Threesome, written by Rana Doranella. Stuart will be played by Kenny J. Mark will be played by Ryan W. And Bev will be played by Lauren Palazzolo. Interior, Bev and Mark's bedroom, night. Bev, Mark, and Stuart are mid-threesome under the covers. It's hot and heavy. Stuart pops out from under the covers. Mark, would you, would you come to my funeral? The fun stops. Mark pops out from under the covers. What? I've just been working on making my relations with others more substantial. My therapist suggested it. Bev pops up from under the covers, hair messy, not pleased. I'm sorry, can we do this some other time? Well, it's just that it's really important that I establish a clear bond before I can really give you the fellatio of your dreams. Bev sharply turns to Mark. Well, hurry up and bond. I mean, we did only just meet you at the casino earlier this evening, but based on how things are going thus far, I guess I might attend your funeral. Ah, uh, you see, that word might is so triggering for me. I can't perform with this wishy-washy language floating around. He points to his large dick holding up the bed sheet that is slowly <laughs> going. Uh, okay, I'd go to your funeral. Stuart blushes. Oh my gosh, that, that's so sweet. Okay, let's get it. They get under the covers, get hot and heavy again. Beth begins to scream. I'm coming, I'm- Stuart stops and pops up from under the covers again. About you coming to my funeral. <laughs> it's really important that I understand where you stand on the type of music at my service. Beth and Mark pop out annoyed. I was about to climax. Yeah, yes, and you were a bit flat, which triggered some concern. I'm sorry, why are we stopping for funeral music? You see, I'm working on music as therapy right now, and I want to ensure in life and in death, it is effective for me being, for my healing and transcendent spirit. Yeah, maybe Adele or something. A disappointed face. Sarah McLaughlin? Stuart smiles and claps approvingly. Can we hear it? It will help me get to the top of the mountain. <laughs> Mark quickly fumbles, grabbing his phone and opening it to Spotify, putting on I Will Remember You. They all jump back under the covers and get back hot and heavy. Beth climaxes with perfect pitch. Stuart pops back out. Okay. So without any pressure, I do need to know how you would start my eulogy, Mark. What? <laughs> I'm working on not using humor to cope with grief, so I really just need to ensure you won't turn my eulogy into a 10-minute set. Since we all kind of just met, don't you think it would be better if a loved one does your eulogy? It's just a lot of talk about your funeral when we just met. Are you dying or sick? God, no. I have the organs of a young Michael Phelps. I just can't climax without hearing you, hearing how you would do it. Mark and Beth are clearly confused. Can you just give me a little taste? They all have hop back under the covers and get back to it. Uh, Stuart was endowed with a passion for life. Stuart begins to have his orgasm. A large heart 
And he knew how to use it. Oh, yes. Yes, <laughs> yes. Stuart finishes. After a few moments, they all get out of bed and begin to get dressed. Stuart begins to walk around the room looking at their photos. Hmm. Beth, what's your stance on open versed closed casket for me? <laughs> I've been working on how my visual look is not too representational of who I truly am. So I need to know. If I were the person to make that decision, which I really shouldn't be, I'd go with open. Open? Well, you've got great skin and people would want to remember you in the flesh, I think. Stuart blushes and pulls up his pants. Thank you for clearing that up. You're <laughs> right. My energy should be visual as well as spiritual. They continue getting dressed. Cremation or burial, guys? Uh, so I had to choose cremation. Definitely cremation. Definitely. So you could spread my ashes all over you and your home? God, I cannot believe I found my two soulmates in the Bacharach table. Yes. Let's talk about this. Yeah. I think I got a prompt. This was uh, from a while ago. I think I, I got a prompt and the prompt was like uh, the first line. So, um, whatever that was. Would you would you come to my funeral? Mark, would you come oh, to my yeah. Um, so I just thought in my mind, I was like, what's the most awkward time to ask somebody if they'd come to your funeral? And I was like, in the middle of sex, if you just met them, reads for that leaves a lot of like ridiculousness on the table. Yeah. I don't know why my mind went there, but I just thought like, how funny is that if someone keeps stopping like in the middle of threesome to talk about? you know, with these people, they just met their funeral. It's super. I'm, I love that you like made it a few, a threesome with a couple. <laughs> Cause that's also like just awkward already. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like a swinger couple. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know why I'm there to begin with, but I just was like, let me make this as uncomfortable as possible. Oh, it's so good. You're killing it. Uh, I love how like quickly that comes out. Um, yeah. One of my like favorite parts of this is like how quickly you just get to like, I've just been working on making my relationships with others more substantial. My therapist suggested it. Uh, you do this thing where like you keep reminding us that like Mark is in therapy. <laughs> uh, and like, I love my therapist suggested it. And like, I would go like my one of my only suggestions for this is go like one little level deeper and have Mark be like, I'm working on myself. Uh, so that like every time he says he's in therapy, he can be like, I'm working on myself. Uh, you know, it just gives us that like intrinsic justification. Uh, and it's super repeatable. I love that. It's like a different thing he's working on every time. And he's like using therapy terms and like setting boundaries and talking through it. Um, one of my favorite things about this sketch is this moment where, when Mark says, it's just a lot of talking about your funeral when we just met. Are you dying or sick? Uh, I think that's like a very funny moment where you get to like frame the game. Uh, <laughs> you know, like Mark's like, yeah, we're just talking about your funeral like a lot. I think just if you like extend that frame to its full thing, like if you're like, I think it's just that you, you're talking about your funeral a lot. And we just met at a Baccarat table and now we're having a threesome <laughs> with my with my partner. 
And we're all very close to climaxing. <laughs> um, I love the rest that the resting move was like to get back to sex. And it, <laughs> but it just felt like so clearly this is what would happen in a real world situation, that the interruptions of Stuart saying all these ridiculous things, even though it's like strange, it felt it felt normal. And like the pace of it was was good. And then coming back to like, well, at least we still want to get it on. We're still trying to get it on, which is <laughs> such a fun game to or like resting move for that game. It was just delightful to see that juxtaposition. They should say get it on. Write that down. Get it on. That feels very couples having a threesome. Get it on. Yeah. <laughs> We're freaking. <laughs> or bone. Yeah, you down. could use yeah, you could use all these funny sex terms in there. It'd be fun. Let's please get back to the bone down. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bring up my funeral game. Let's get back to the bone down. Sorry. <laughs> I would love it if Stuart was like, you know, long pause and he's like, I'm do you guys want to invite me to your funerals? Oh, like, yes. Absolutely. Rude. Yeah. <laughs> because I have some thoughts for, you know, color palettes and eulogies. Yeah. And he's like, Mark, I would go close casket, Beth open. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why close casket for me? Well, you're ugly. <laughs> well, I would. I was going with. I was going with endowed. You you don't want to be embarrassed by people seeing how unendowed you are. <laughs> yeah. In here, it's, it, you did the Stuart and Mark thing with one yeah. being. It, you made the insinuation that one was endowed. So if if the endowed person says to the other person, you know, you can keep it that way. That's why I would keep you closed. Yeah. You don't want everyone. See, that's that's not how you want everyone to remember you. <laughs> But Beth, open Mark casket, the all the way naked. All the way naked. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> all the way naked. Yeah. yeah. Because Beth, you've got tits that just don't quit. And <laughs> yeah. the world yeah, needs it. to yep. see it. All right, back to the bone down. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> About you coming to my funeral. Here we are, the scene of the crime. Oh. The riff train. Who done it? That's what I'm asking. Can I see you have some blood on your hands? Do you want to tell us what it says? It wasn't me. That's <laughs> Can I think the I think the blood has a has an a comedy premise written out in it. Yeah. It's it's rough to tell right now, yeah. but what it's saying is it wasn't me. Okay. If no, you look maybe, deeper, maybe yeah. the apostrophe T is a run. Oh. Okay. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I think we're gonna need to hear your riff idea before <sighs> we know whether or not it was you. <laughs> How did I get accused of all of this, by the way? The hell did I do? This is... What, no, like like I'm the only person with blood on their hands? Come on. Sounds like somebody's trying to get out of it and won't tell us their riff idea because it's incriminating. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. It's because in your background, you have a mold of um, 
the conductor's face the, on your wall. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. perfect. That's how I know it's you. Yeah. And in your hand, you have a big I riff to knife. Put that away. <laughs> <laughs> it was me, damn it! Yeah. It was me. I just couldn't it's take okay. it anymore. It's a, tell us your comedy premise, Fucking conductor, <laughs> and we'll let you on the train. <laughs> so. I had the the idea I have is a sales manager addressing a team of salespeople. In my head, it's four people. They're sitting at cubicles. And I'm kind of going back and forth between just a sales manager that's going to speak in all sales cliches or the sales manager being a sales sergeant who mm. has who has done uh, tours at Zig Ziglar and Tom Hopkins boot camps. Um, and so the sales sergeant would come in and instead of, I guess there would be some sales, uh, uh, cliches, but it'd be military cliches also just to kind of see right. how there's a lot of the same when it comes to military yeah. and sales cliches, the two worlds kind of come together there. So that's just kind of my idea. Should I have this sales uh, manager be introduced? Should they just come in and and start the scene with them standing, yeah. addressing the group? So just a loose idea of what I have. Yeah, well, I think it's a solid map, you know, mapping like the first day of boot camp, uh, meeting your drill sergeant over like someone who's going to teach you how to sell. Uh, I can imagine it being like just a lineup of people like, you know, standing at attention, getting yelled at by a sales manager and that they could be just like in suits and ties and like, you know. I wonder if what you're selling could be something like tampons or something that's like opposite of military thoughts, just something either like soft <laughs> and, and childish and feminine or just, I don't know, something that would not seem right coming from that like super aggressive so super aggressive, some selling something that's the opposite of super aggressive. Just a thought. Super yeah. passive. Now it'd be funny if you did make it tampons, because then his staff would have a reason for why they're not hitting their numbers. Because if he's like, this is bullshit. We're 10%. Our growth goal is 10% and we're not growing. And you guys need to drive business by 10%. And they're like, sir, we can't make more women get their periods, sir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he's like you're not trying hard enough <laughs> so i was gonna I, I, actually my idea was the sales manager but the sales manager was a woman i just thought that would be a, a different <clears throat> spin because you've seen so many times where it's the guy drill sergeant so have the female drill sergeant yeah, yeah. like one like someone that i worked for so this is just like tying like all of my <laughs> worlds in together here <laughs> I love the idea of door-to-door -door salespeople selling tampons and them being like, have you ever knocked on someone's door and said, hi, do you have your period? Uh, <laughs> that doesn't work. Can I interest you in this period belt? Yeah. <laughs> Those haven't been a thing since the yeah. 50s. Yeah. But I feel like that would be funny for someone who's a Gen Z that's like a Gen Z person on their sales team that's like, hmm, period belts are the new trend. It, it's taking over TikTok. And the sales manager is like, see, they're thinking outside the box. 
<laughs> the tampon bottle. The tampon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, there it is. All right, you didn't kill the riff. The riff <laughs> we can't make more women get their periods, sir. Amy, did you kill the Rift Train Conductor, Mr. Conductor? Nope, Lauren did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Tossed oh, yeah, right under the train. Yep. Lauren. Nice try, though. Yeah, what's, what's the, is that a, <laughs> is that a Rift gun in your hand? <laughs> it's a, it's a Rift van. We went on a road trip and I, I came back with the van and wow <laughs> too soon i'm sorry that was important that was perfect <laughs> that <is> great <laughs> we're still looking for them all right we're gonna have to hear this riff idea before we know must be good um okay so my so like i said earlier my grandma passed away so i had family from all over come out and i have an aunt who's from alabama and the entire time i've known my aunt which is in my whole life Everything to her looks like a vagina. So like, <laughs> like we will be like somewhere and there's a picture and she's like, oh, that's a gorgeous picture. That flower looks like a vagina. And you're like, what? Okay. Or like, I remember my aunt Debbie and my aunt Martha were um, going to buy cigarettes when I was like, I don't know, eight or something. And they, we were at like the cash register checking out. And my aunt Martha was like, she'd like some vagina slams and like giggled <laughs> with my aunt. And my aunt's like, no, they're Virginia slams. Um, so I wanted to write this <laughs> sketch about this Southern lady where everything to her looks like a vagina. <laughs> but then I'm like, well, how, like, how far can you go with that before? It's just like, this is just a character that's obsessed yeah. with vaginas. I mean, I think I've seen this bit the other way a bunch. Like, people have five minutes of stand-up material on, like, isn't it weird how everything's like dicks? Uh, I feel like I've seen that joke, like, 15 times where someone's like, everything looks like dicks. Uh, I feel like you could also just do, like, (laughs) things that look like dicks and have this person just be like, look at the Washington Monument. Vagina. Like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is funny. If it's a vagina, yes. but it's that has no resemblance whatsoever yeah. to any part of vagina. Have you seen yeah. these billionaires building these rocket ships that are just huge pussies? <laughs> <laughs> so obvious. That house, that house looks like a vagina. Who'd want to live yeah. in a vagina house? And they're like, that house just looks like a house. Yeah, that's just like a very traditional home. <laughs> <laughs> the uncle was like, who wouldn't want to live in a vagina? I'd love to live in a vagina. Yeah. <laughs> Front door vagina. <laughs> Back door. Oh, yeah. any place that you can go into. <laughs> yeah. You mean everywhere? Every place. <laughs> Vaginas, man. The entry to that target vagina. See that cornfield over there? Vagina. <clears throat> that daycare vagina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone want to watch Seventh Heaven? Oh, that vagina show? <laughs> <laughs> that show's terrible, but I'll watch it for the vagina. <laughs> I think that's a good riff. Yeah.
Everybody, I've done my research on this kill another rift conductor thing, and um, I think he faked it. That's my. <gasps> I think the rift conductor faked his death. You really so, don't think he'll be back? I'm gonna hunt him down. We won't be riffing again until I find that rift conductor. He probably wanted to see how sad we would be. All right. Well, th- that's all the time we're going to be sad about. <laughs> yeah, um, sadness is over. Now we're going to stop off at Assignment Station. Your assignment this week is breath. Uh, could be someone with stinky breath. Could be someone who's breathing too loud. Could be somebody who's uh, breathing in an interesting, weird way. Could be someone who's learning to breathe underwater. Breath. Use silence in your sketch if that's how it inspires Okay, everybody, that's all for us. Thank you so much to all the participants. We love you. And we also love Jeff Powers, who produced the music you've heard. Also, we're not done thanking people. We're going to thank you, listeners. We love you, too. If you'd like to support the show or check out more that we have to offer, head on over to SketchySketchSketch.com. And while you're there, check out our Patreon. You can support us there. You can see our Zoom calls. You can get some exclusive merch. It's a fun place to be. But also maybe you're like, hey, wait a minute. I don't want to support that way. I want to support by bringing a sketch onto the show. That's super cool. We Mm -hmm. want you to. Send your sketch to sketchysketchpot at gmail.com and get your sketch on the show. And don't be shy. Reach out to us. If one of the sketches you've heard really impacted you or you just want to give some love to the writer or give an idea for their sketch and you think would be helpful, hit us up on our website where there is a place to do that. As always, if you like what you heard today, please tell your friends. Check us out on socials. Subscribe on whatever you're listening on and give us those five stars. Bing, five stars. That's all for us today. Thank you for the stars. Thank you for being our friends and for listening. We love you. Thanks for the stars. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you very much.